Amen. Amen. I just, I love that anthem. That just fires me up. That just fires me up. Amen. I'm thankful to be serving Jesus. Well, I'm glad that I get to tell Pastor all those pictures I took on Sunday night of each section. They look just about the same. Everybody, everybody showed back up. And I give honor to y'all for that. Amen. A faithful church, faithful people in the house of God. My goodness, what a tremendous time we had on Sunday night. And if they had never turned it over to the preacher, we would have went home and said, we had church. God blessed and ministered. And then and then just, just a wonderful time, the ministry of the Spirit. And um, my daughter, she had heard a couple of daddy's stories before, and she said, Dad, you forgot to finish one. Because if, if God does something in my life, I'm going to tell it more than once, I promise you. Y'all remember that story I was telling about how Finances were tight and schedule was rough as an evangelist. And then God opened that door at that revival in New Orleans. And 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 he said, we're going to keep you for five weeks. And they did. And I started setting aside money every week to, to start taking care of that missions pledge. But I thought it was going to take me about six months maybe. I mean, it was it was a by-faith pledge. And by the end of that revival, we got an unexpected check in the mail that paid that missions pledge in full and had a little bit left over for our family. God, God did it in one check, unexpected, unexpected. Amen. And then in our scout, we preached the whole rest of the year. I think I had one weekend off and God just blessed. So now I finished the story. Is that all right? This ain't our message tonight. This ain't our channel tonight. Y'all know this already, but you can't outgive God. And when the Spirit leads you, if it's a missionary or a need, you follow that because God will bless you and provision will come in your life. He reminded me of that just a couple weeks ago. I had a ministry friend. I knew he was struggling financially. God put a number on my heart. And when I asked, not really asked, just over the next week, the Lord said, don't you dare change that number. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa okay. So I wrote that check and, and put it in the mail, and God in Jesus' name, and and a few days later, I got a text message that said, you have no idea. You have no idea. I'll tell you how God used that, that love offering you sent. He called me. We talked on a Friday night, and he explained the need. And he said he was telling God, God, this is an emergency, and I need you. I don't know how, but I need you to supply for this need. And he said he saw that envelope on the dresser. And he said he felt like, well, it's just it's almost too good to be true, and then opened it up, and it was the amount that he needed, amen, for his need. He told me that on a Friday night, and on Sunday morning, I preached at a church, never said a word about any of that. I preached at a church. God was moving into altar service. A sweet 70-year-old man come and hug my neck, and while he's hugging my neck, he's holding his hand, trying to get my hand, and and I was like, I realized he had money in his hand. I'm like, no, sir, no, sir, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. And he, he, the look on his face said, God told me to. And I said, well, if God told you to, and I put it in my pocket, and after church I was changing in the back before I left, and I, I remembered that. And I took it out and laid, laid it out, and to the dollar, not a penny more, not a penny less, to the dollar God had just put in my pocket what I had sent to a friend just a few. Don't tell me. Don't tell me God don't pay attention. You can't outgive God. 
you just can't do it. And he'll bless. Amen. Amen. So, so great to be with, with you all tonight. I'm, 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 I'm honored to be in service. Amen. I sure enjoyed our visiting time Sunday night after church. Brother Jeremy, appreciate you and Sister Megan. And, and you all be praying, man, four small children and twins. Uh, it, it brought back some memories of my life with small children, and, and uh, that's well, my mom had seven sisters and three brothers. I don't know how they did it all back in the day. Amen. But I sure enjoyed spending time with you all. Good to be with my dear friend, Britt Case. When we pastored in Colorado, a man showed up, and he was working in that area, and we went to lunch a few times, and I loved every minute Britt Case visited our church. He, he, he was a friend, and I appreciate that. Still a friend. And I thank God for that. And my good friend Dustin Long is with us tonight, and um, he works for Blake Barbo with him. And uh, Dustin, y'all can be seated. Dustin's going to come sing us a solo, I think, at this time. Blake's excited about that. Hey, the only reason we're sitting down is because you're coming to sing a solo. And then I have my faithful assistant, Creed, man, with me tonight. Creed, tell everybody hello. All right. All right. All right, how many of you believe God's in the house to minister to us again tonight? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Before I read our text, I do want to say a couple things. Your children coming to this altar to give their offering on Sunday night touched my heart. Don't ever stop letting it be cool for the children to be involved. I see the young men and the youth group worshiping and stepping up front. And Sunday night it touched my heart, and tonight it touches me again. Don't ever stop. Whatever that energy is, whatever that flow is, that's not only strengthening the church today, that's helping build the church tomorrow. And I just wanted to affirm that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Don't stop it. Keep affirming that. Keep, keep appreciating that. Keep being thankful for that. Amen. I I thank God for that. Let's turn in the word of the Lord to Revelation chapter 17. I won't say it lightly, but I believe somebody's going to get a word through the word tonight. Revelation chapter 17, verse 14. One verse. They're in heaven, and it's describing those who are with the Lord. And we're just pulling one verse out of the story, but the... The warriors of heaven, riding on the horses in heaven, here's what it says. And it's also talking about those that are coming against the lamb, the kings in the previous verses. Notice this. These shall make war with the lamb, referencing kings, evil kings. And the lamb shall overcome them. For he is Lord of lords and king of kings. And here's what I want us to notice, this last portion of this verse. He's the Lord of lords. He's the king of kings. And they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. Would you say that with me? Are called and chosen and faithful. I want to minister tonight on the subject, keep believing, stay faithful. Would you say that with me? Keep believing, stay faithful. God bless you.
Has anybody in the house found out that our God is faithful? Has God been faithful to anybody in this room? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe it was Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. Not exactly my style of music, but they, they back in the day, they, they sang that version of song, Great is Thy Faithfulness. And anybody remember the song I'm talking about? I love that song. It moves me when choirs sing that song. Great is Thy Faithfulness. We know that our God is faithful. In Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 through 25, the Bible said, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. His compassions are new every morning. Great. It's, it, the writer is just writing along, talking about the Lord's mercies. And it's, notice this, it is of the Lord's mercies we're not consumed. Because his compassions fail not, they are new every morning. And in my mind, the writer stops. And instead of writing about God's compassions and mercies it, and, and talking about they are this, it, it's almost like they stop and looked up to the heavens. His compassions are so great. His great is thy faithfulness. It's just, it, it goes from talking about his mercy to looking straight at the Lord and saying, great is thy faithfulness. In Revelation chapter 19, verse 11, the writer said, I saw the heaven open and a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. Our, our God, the one riding on the king of kings, riding on the white horse, it said of him, he is faithful and true. But tonight, I'm not here to talk about God's faithfulness. Tonight, I want to emphasize the beauty and importance of our faithfulness. The older I get, I, I, I know I'm a very young 55, but I'm getting a little bit older. But the older I get, the more I honor faithfulness. Amen. I, I, I love the last few weeks, it just keeps coming up in conversations. That's a faithful man of God. That's a faithful family. That's a, that's a faithful person in their walk with God. It means a lot. We're going to talk about it a little bit. But it means a lot to keep getting up the next day and living for Jesus again. Amen. To get up the next day. And live for Jesus and continue this journey. And those with him, we know that it made one statement, but those riding with the Lord in heaven are called, chosen, and faithful. Now, I, I personally don't believe this is indicative of three separate categories. I mean, it, it might could be understood this way. Oh, here's the ones riding with the Lord. This group to the right, they're called. This group in the middle, they're chosen. And this group riding over here, they're the faithful. You, you might could consider it as three different groups. I, I don't see it this way. What I see is all of these that's riding with him, 
They're called, but they didn't stop right there. They kept serving God when they had a calling on their life, and God chose them to continue the journey. And then after they were called, and after they were chosen, what did they do with that calling? What did they do with being chosen? They stayed faithful. That, that's the ones that's going to be riding with him in eternity. Now, Jesus made this statement in Matthew chapter 22, verse 14. Y'all have heard this. Many are called. So if they that are with him in heaven are called, chosen, and faithful, and Jesus said, many are called, but few are chosen. I know the Bible says don't add or take away from the word of God, but I don't believe I'm stretching it too far to say, if many are called, but few are chosen, I think it's an okay statement to say, and of those chosen, even fewer remain faithful still. Not trying to make a doctrine out of that, but just want you to consider that. Many called, fewer chosen, but of those chosen, maybe we'll ask it as a question, how many then stay faithful? I, I thank God for the calling of God in my life, in your life. I, I thank God for that, nothing like it. I can take you to spots on the Tioga campgrounds where God's calling, not just to ministry, but God's calling. His hand came on my life as a child filled with the Holy Ghost, as a teenager renewed with the Holy Ghost. I could take you to places in First Pentecostal Church, Baton Rouge, the old building. If they'd let me in, another church owns the building now, but if they'd let me in, I could take you to spots. I could take you to the spot where Dr. Brian had, had a hand on each side of my trap muscles. He was across the altar from me, and I still wonder, he was a chiropractor. How much was Holy Ghost, and how much did it, was it he knew just where to pinch? I don't know. He's like, yeah, I'll pray, sir, I'll pray. I can take you to spots where God's calling came on my life. I can take you to moments where his calling, amen, but calling by itself is not what I, I that, that's not going to get the entire job done. That's God saying, I've got a purpose for you. My hand's in your life. I want to lead you and guide you. Chosen, that's awesome. You, you've shown by your life, you've shown by your choices and your behavior that Jesus is first. You, you made him Lord of your life, and you begin to, to act out the journey of walking with Jesus and, and obeying that calling and fulfilling that calling. And God has chosen you and I, and we are to be grateful for that. Now, what are we to do that there's a calling on our lives? And what are we to do if I've obeyed that calling and I've followed that calling and now I, I'm sensing God's choosing in my life? What am I to do with that? I'll tell you what we're to do with that. Stay faithful. That means I'm not, I'm not living for God just for a week. I'm not just giving God a three-month relationship. I'm not just giving God one year of my life. What that means is I'm going to live for Jesus every day. I'm going to serve him each week. I'm going to serve him each month. I'm going to serve him every year. 
I don't know about y'all, but I, I mean, now that I'm living in it, 55 just doesn't seem that old. I remember when I was 18, I thought 30 was old when I was 18. And I'm like, goodness gracious, 55 is young. But I was being introduced at a church a while back, and the assistant pastor was just a little bit younger than me, but I'd been his youth leader, and then I was his youth president. And, and, and he, st- he, he, he went through really quickly. Just a brother, all Britain has been a key part of my life. And then he made a statement that just, I'm like, dude, I'm old. He's like, just decade after decade after decade, Brother Albritton has been vital in my life. I'm like, dude. But I have lived for God for five and a half decades. And if I have any words of wisdom, and if I have any words of advice to even the young men sitting here on the front row and the young ladies sitting in this section is if you determine that if I fall, I'm going to get back up because in life there's going to be some falls and, and, and there's going to be some times of struggle and there's going to be some times that living for Jesus ain't easy, but you make up in your mind, whatever happens, I'm going to get back up and I'm going to take another step and I'm going to live for God the next day and I'm going to live for him the next week. And even if a storm comes, even if something bad happens in my life, even if things happen I don't understand, it's already decided. It may take me a little bit, but I'm going to get back up and I'm going to live for Jesus the next week. And I'm going to live. And then next thing you know, you'll look back and you got some decades of living for God. And you know why? Because you don't have decades of living God just because you start good. You don't have decades of living for God just because you ran the aisles when you prayed through one night. You don't have decades. You know why you have decades living for God? Because you get back up a whole bunch and you keep walking and you keep serving and you decide, I'm going to do this again and again and again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They, they say... They say a journey, supposed to be a wise statement, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Driving down here this evening, I thought, well, that's great, but I want to add to that a little bit. A journey of a thousand miles may begin with a single step, but it don't get finished with a single step. I know I didn't write it as pretty as the original, but you know, you know how a journey of a thousand miles is completed if it begins with a single step? I know our generation will say, we'll take a few more steps and get on an airplane, and that's how you do the journey of a thousand miles. But you keep taking another step. You keep taking another step. You keep taken. I'm talking to somebody in this room. I'm glad you've started. I'm glad you're living for God. I'm glad you're serving Jesus. But let something come over your mind saying, Lord, if you tarry 50 years, this church better get used to me. If I don't move, I'm going to be here. I'm going to serve Jesus. I'm going to keep on. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Let's just worship him for a moment right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't recommend talking to the devil. I talk to Jesus, but every once in a while, and I, I, sometimes I look in the mirror and I have a talk with me. But every once in a while, the devil just needs to hear you say, say some stuff. I'll talk to him every once in a while. 
And I'll say, listen here, you sorry hide. Don't you get excited if you ever see me fall. I'm only going to be down there a short time because I'm going to get it all right, and I'm going to get back up. Wipe that grin off your face. I'm going to live for Jesus. I'm going to serve Jesus. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow him. Make up in your mind, I'm going to stay faithful. Faithful just simply means loyal, constant, steadfast. It implies a long, continued fidelity to whatever one is bound to. Maybe we'd say it like this, I'm in it for the long haul. I'm in it for the long haul. If those with him are the called, chosen, and faithful, and many are called, few chosen, and possibly few are faithful. I just did a word study and found it interesting. Called is in the King James Version 599 times. Chosen is in there 119 times, and faithful is in there 78 times. I don't know if that's indicative of anything, but I, I just know I want to be in that group that stays faithful. Now, I want to go to, to two stories from the book of Daniel. This may feel like a little bit of a shift. I, um, preachers, ministers, sometimes you'll preach for 15 or 20 minutes, building a platform, and then you'll take off in another direction. I'm grinning because when I was a teenager, Boy, I, it used to get me, so I try not to say it. But when a preacher would preach for 20 or 30 minutes and say, I said all that to say, and then he'll say something else. I remember I wanted to go, could have you just said this and saved us 25 minutes? But I did, I did want to take that time tonight and lay a foundation of how vital and beautiful and important being faithful is. And I want to jump to the book of Daniel and look at two stories that to me are like a, a nutshell, a microcosm of our life journey of staying faithful with God and some of the interactions that takes place there. And these are more short-term stories, but to me they're a great picture of our life journey. Daniel chapter 9, I don't know if they type it in or put it on the screen. If not, if you have your Bible uh, or your um, phone or iPad and you want to look it up. We're going to be in Daniel chapter 3 for a few moments in Daniel, I mean Daniel chapter 9 and then in Daniel chapter 10. Daniel chapter 9 verse 3. He said, I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. So we see here in verse 3, thank you for putting that on the screen, if you can just leave that there for a moment. Chapter 9 does not give us a time frame. And again, these two stories are not his entire life. They're just several weeks or several days in Daniel's life, but they present a picture to us. He made up in his mind, I'm going to seek God. And he began to cry out to the Lord. He sought God through acts of humility, through prayers through brokenness and fasting. And then Daniel in chapter 9 prays a prayer, and he's not just praying for his own life, for his own needs. He's praying for Jerusalem. He's praying for Israel. They're in captivity. They're, they're in bondage. They're, they're, they're not living in God's perfect will. He's praying over his people and over his nation. 
It's not our message tonight on prayer, but anytime I get close to this chapter, I've got, I, I just want to take a moment. Let's look at verse 19. It's one of the most beautiful, powerful prayers in the Bible, and it's so concise. After he's prayed for, for several verses, he says, O oh Lord, hear. O oh Lord, forgive. O oh Lord, hearken and do and defer not. One version says, Lord, hear, forgive, listen, and take action. I love that. Daniel's just crying out, God, hear my prayer. Anybody ever feel like that? God, hear my prayer. Forgive us anything that's not right. Lord, would you go ahead and listen closely and take action? Now, let's look at Daniel's response or God's response to Daniel's prayer if you drop down to verse 20. Daniel 9, verse 20, he said, whilst I was speaking. So however long it is from verse 3 to verse 20, he just didn't stop in his journey of seeking God. While I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God, for the holy mountain of my God. Verse 21, whiles, that's, that's a King James word. We would just say while. Whiles I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel. Somebody hear me. I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but he didn't stop praying. And guess who showed up? Gabriel himself. Amen. God, he had God's attention. And the angel Gabriel shows up, whom I had seen in a vision, Daniel said at the beginning, he flew swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation, and he informed me, and he talked with me, and he said, O oh, Daniel, I am now come forth to give you skill and understanding. Verse 23 is so important to our message tonight. What did Gabriel tell Daniel next? And I told you when I started tonight, Somebody's going to get a word from the Lord through the word tonight. We'll pay close attention right here. At the beginning of thy supplications. We don't know how long in this chapter he had been seeking God. But the angel said, not at the ending, not just a few minutes ago, but when you began to call out on the Lord, the commandment came forth, and I am come to show you for thou art greatly beloved, therefore understand the matter and consider the vision. You walk through this for a moment. That word wiles means to occupy or engage something for a period of time. The word wiles that was used twice, it means for a period of time. So Daniel was seeking God, would somebody say, for a period of time. And an angel showed up. And the angel had some things to say. And there were two things, Brother Dustin, that God wanted Daniel to know. A little bit. I, I feel in the next 10 or 15 minutes, Holy Ghost is going to minister in this house. But when the angel showed up into his period of time of seeking God, the angel wanted him to know your answer your direction, the word 
from heaven came at the beginning of your supplication. The moment you began calling out on God, heaven was paying attention. The moment you started this journey, of almighty God. The angel said, I'm come to let you know at the beginning of your supplication, the, the word came and then the angel's second message was in your journey of seeking God, I have to let you know thou art greatly beloved. Thou art greatly loved. And so we must understand I'm going to move in a moment to chapter 10 because these chapters are right beside each other, but it's two separate stories, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll preach a little bit more at the end of 10. But I do want to tell somebody, we must understand that when God's Word seems delayed or we're in a process of having to be faithful without having gotten our answers yet, or we're in a process of having to worship and serve Jesus when we don't have our direction yet. You know what the devil's good at? God don't love you. He's forgotten you. He doesn't know where you're at. And the angel said, I got to tell him really quick, just because he's been in a holding pattern don't mean he's not loved. I'm letting him know straight up, you are loved. All right? Let's go to chapter 10 and look at it again. Chapter 10 and verse 2. Now Daniel, in this next story, gives us a time frame. If we can go to chapter 10 and look at verse 2. In those days, he said, I, Daniel, was in mourning for three weeks. So again, I'm preaching about our lifetime journey. But this story is three weeks long. All right? I ate no pleasant bread. I don't know. I, I was trying to figure out, does that mean he ate bread that didn't really taste good? But he didn't eat any good bread. He said, neither came flesh. That's, that's a good steak, hamburger, bacon. I didn't let any flesh, he said, come in my mouth, nor wine. Didn't anoint myself at all. I still recommend taking a shower when you're fasting. He, he didn't. He, he, he was as if he was in a time of mourning or grief. For three weeks, he sought God. In verse 10, he's been on his face. He's crying out to God. He's weakened in his body. But in verse 10, a hand touched me, set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hands. So he's been, he's been on his face. Now he's on all, all fours on his knees. And, and listen what the angel says. Let's just take a time out because I do believe the Lord has ministry for somebody in the next few minutes. Let's take a time out. Would you just close your eyes and lift your hands to the heavens again with me right now? Lord, in your holy name, we worship you, Jesus. God, we honor you right now. I pray from the children, the young men, the young ladies, the youth group, and the young adults, Lord, to every husband, wife, single adult, elders in this house, Lord, let your word come. Let your spirit of ministry come. Let your strength from the heavens come in this house tonight, Lord Jesus. Thank you for everyone being here. Thank you, Lord. In the middle of a work and school week, thank you for them being here, Lord, in your house and in your presence. Lord, let, let your word come. Let your spirit of strength come in Jesus' name. So he's been seeking God for three weeks, and then a hand lifts him up. 
and touched me and began to lift him up. Aren't you thankful that when you seek God and you give your heart to God to be faithful, at some point, the hand of the angel is going to touch you. God's presence is going to break through and strength is going to come. What's the first thing the angel said in verse 11? I want somebody to hear this. I want somebody to see this. The first thing, this man has been fasting and mourning and seeking God for three weeks. And the first thing the angel said is, it's a repeat from just a few verses earlier in chapter 9. Daniel, a man greatly beloved. Allow me to pause here for just a moment. I believe the heavens, I believe the heavens pay attention to people that seek God. I believe God is looking over the balconies of heaven saying he's getting up tomorrow and he's talking to me again even though he don't have his answer yet. She's coming to the house of God and she's lifting both her hands even though she don't have her answer yet. I believe the heavens are paying attention. And when that angel got there, when that angel got there, the angel said, I got to tell you, first thing, first thing I got to say, you're very loved. I want you to know you're very loved. You may just been walking through a wilderness. You may have just been walking through a dry time. You may have been coming to church and not getting all the feels that we love and get spoiled to. You may be going through a dry time, but you're staying faithful. You're continuing to believe. You're keeping to, to, to give your life to the house. I got to let you know, God to me that is like God said angel first thing you tell him right when you land you let him know how much I love him how much I appreciate him how much I, I, I pour my heart of love out to him can I talk to somebody that may be in a trial somebody that may be in a dry season somebody that may be in a growth period somebody that may be in a stretching season the devil is so good at saying when the faucets are turned off for a little while or the journey's a little challenging for a little while the devil's so good at saying you must have messed up God don't really love you like he said he loves you God don't really care like he said he cares the angel came to Daniel and said first things first thou art greatly beloved young people coming to the house of God he loves you families coming to the house of God he loves you mom dad elders you are loved you have the attention of the heavens when you keep pursuing and when you stay faithful then notice what else is said understand the words that I speak unto thee and he says in verse 12, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day thou didst set thine heart to understand, to chasten thyself before God. Thy words were heard, and I am come for thy word. I imagine Daniel was so glad because he didn't see his answer on day seven. I imagine he was so glad he didn't quit. And he didn't see his answer on day 10. I imagine he was so glad he didn't quit. And he didn't see his answer on day 14. I know he was thankful that he didn't quit. He kept seeking God through that season. And when the angel landed, second chapter, second story in a row, 
I heard the first word that came out of your mouth. I heard the first moment you began to cry out for your husband or your child or your family member. I heard the first time you began to pray over your business. The first time you began to pray over revival in your home or in this church. Amen. That tells me, my dear friend, that tells me God heard the first word. And that man stayed faithful. That man kept trusting. That man kept believing. Believe it. I, I got to talk to somebody right now. I feel it. I'm just going to pause and pray over my friend. We hadn't even talked. Amen. But I speak an anointing over you right now. Amen. Don't, 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 don't even let the enemy mess with you that God hadn't heard those prayers. Daniel kept praying on day 10, 14, 17. Amen. He stayed faithful in the journey. Amen. I'm here to honor faithfulness tonight. You don't give up. You don't stop believing. You don't stop holding on. You don't stop praying. Don't stop worshiping. Don't stop being faithful. That angel, that angel said, boy, that gives me encouragement. That gives me so much encouragement from the first day. From the first day. Not Oh, you prayed louder on day 21. I feel my help in the house right now. That angel didn't say, you you jumped higher on day 21, and you jumped just right, and you twisted your face just right, and you said, Jesus, loud enough, he heard you on day 21. That's not what I hear the angel saying. He said, dear ma'am, he heard those first words. He heard when you began to cry. He heard when you began to call on the name of the Lord. You're loved, and God's hearing every word. You're loved. You're being looked at in the heavens. You're being watched. Amen. I just believe he's got some angels he's sending to say, let them know I love them. He's got some angels he's sending to say, I heard from the first, from the first word you spoke. What are you saying, Brother Greg? I'm saying just because you don't have life all figured out yet, don't, don't stop serving Jesus. It's because you don't have all your answers yet, don't, don't, don't give up on day 17. And I'm preaching a big picture much bigger than 21 days. I'm preaching a, a picture much bigger than 21 days. I'm talking about your life, journey. There will be phases. There will be seasons. There'll be stretches. We were talking in the car on the way and talking about years ago when I broke my neck in the accident. I think we touched on that a little bit. Then we were talking about all the West Nile details or somewhere in there. And Brother Dustin said, my goodness, Brother Greg. And I told him, I said, yeah, my line is if I'm a cat, I'm down to about four lives. I love to tell this youth group it's all going to be easy. I love to just say, get filled up with the Holy Ghost, and it's like getting in an elevator, and you hit the button that says heaven, and pretty soft music's going to play, and then you're just going to step out and be in heaven. I've got some stuff in the journey. i got a daddy in eternity that got to hear me preach three times. God took him home. 
I ain't going to go through all the details of my life, but I got some stuff in the journey where answers didn't come. and Understanding may not fully be there for a while, and you just got to have it made up in your mind. I'm getting out of bed the next day, and I'm going to live for Jesus today. And all that journey of a 1,000 miles, I'm just going to take a couple steps. I can't figure out the whole 1,000 miles, but I can live for Jesus today. I can. He loves me, even if I'm in a tough time. The angel, the angel. Let, I've held on to that so many times. If that angel was that determined to tell Daniel he loves you, guess what? He loves us. And if that angel was so determined to tell him both stories, I heard your first words. That when I might go through a season, or you might go through a season, are you even up there? He knows. Unspeakable tragedy came to our family in 2019. And I can't even comprehend it any other way because it, somehow it's been ingrained since a young person. You just live for Jesus. But as several people say, I, I don't even know how you, how you even live for God. How, how, it, it just, I can't even comprehend that thought. And my answer every time is, I don't know anything else but to get up. I don't know anything else but to get up and to be at the house of God the next service. I don't know anything else. I, I, this may sound a little heavy or a little, a little strange, if you want to call it that, but Brother Albright is trying to preach you into heaven, not just get you fired up on a Wednesday night. Amen. You ever go through some tough times, ugly stuff happens in your life or your family or your home, let something be on the inside that says, I'm going to get up and I'm going to serve Jesus tomorrow. I'm going to serve Jesus next week. I may go through some tough times, but I ain't stopping. I may get down, but I ain't giving up. Jesus loves me. He loves me. He's hearing every word I cry, every, every prayer, every, every time I lift up. Stay faithful. Keep believing. Brother Greg, how do I make it all the way to heaven? One step at a time. Get up and do it again. Amen. And then next week, do it again. Yeah. Hallelujah. You can stand all across this house. Let something be made up in your mind. Let something just be made up in your mind. I'm going to bless him on the celebrating days. But I'm also going to bless him on the tough days. I told you all I talk to the devil every once in a while. Don't get excited. You see me down. I'm getting back up really quick. I also tell Jesus stuff like this. I hope you like this old ugly all Britain face because you're going to be seeing it a lot because I'm going to be following you. I'm going to be in church. I'm going to be, sir, I hope you like it. It don't matter what I go through. Jesus, you turn around, you're going to see this mug. I want to give honor to being faithful. I want to give honor to being faithful. Some of you say, well, I don't have no Goliath trophies on my wall. But did you get up and keep serving Jesus? 
when other people would have sunk, that's a Goliath trophy on your wall because you're staying faithful to serving Jesus Christ. You close your eyes and just lift your hands to the heavens for a moment right now. You're so loved. Wherever you're at in your journey, I speak. You're so loved. God sees you. Sees your steps. Sees your journey. Hears your prayers. Tell you what I'd like for us to do for a moment in this atmosphere, a spirit of prayer, just if you feel to put your hand on the shoulder of the one beside you or take that hand and lift it to the heavens, let's just do that for a moment right now. If you're holding that hand, just slip it to the heavens. Make up in your mind. Make it up in your mind. Whatever I have to do to be faithful. I thank God for a calling. I want to get called every chance he'll call me. I thank God for his choosing. But if there's anything I can have in my life above anything else, it's God help me to be faithful. I know you're going to be faithful, God. That, ah, keep, that's it. Just cry out to him right now. There, there's a tenderness in this room. We're not jumping and running right now, but there's a tenderness in this room. I'm going to be faithful, Lord Jesus. You never heard me say perfect tonight. Amen. I'm going to be faithful. If I struggle, I'm going to get back up. If I go through a weak time, I'm going to refuel. It doesn't mean perfection. It means continuing on the journey. Hakatea, shatea, shatatohoya. Hayea, rabba, vishondo, totohoya. God, in Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Jesus name Thank you dear Jesus I know I asked some of you to put your hand on that shoulder but now I'd like for everybody that will to take take that hand even the young people take that hand and just lift it right now You can do this don't fixate on how big and long the journey is. Just say, God, I'm going to do it again tomorrow. And then the next day, I'm going to do it again. And then next thing I know, I'm going to look down, and it's going to have been a month, then a year, then some decades. Jesus, you better get used to this face. I'm going to serve you. Better get used to it, Jesus. 
Ain't going to be a mountain high enough to keep me from serving you. Ain't going to be a pain deep enough to stop me from serving you. You're loved. He hears your words of prayer. You matter so much.